This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Happy Halloween, trick-or-treaters, dreamers, campers, suspects, and deadites. What you're about to hear is a clip from our latest installment of The Rental. It's a deep dive into Fred Decker's iconic 1987 horror comedy, The Monster Squad, right in time for its 35th anniversary celebration. So how do you hear the full thing? Well, you could become a member of our Patreon, The Rewind. You can find a link in the description of this episode, or you can visit www.patreon.com slash Halloweeniespod. Hope to see you there so we can give you one more scare. Is the 80s the golden age of the, the kids movie? Now, Good we can say that. Right. But, I, but you ask anybody that grew up watching movies in the 90s, they'll say all those 90s movies, even though we were like, those are garbage. But I don't know. It, are they good? Are they bad? Like, I don't, is it just me as a kid being nostalgic? But is the question is, does it start in the 80s, though? I guess it's a better question. Because Do you know why? Name, better, think- name a bunch of kids' movies from the 60s and 70s that aren't... Well, I mean, you, got, you do have stuff like Nutty Professor and Flipper. Yeah, and but I shit. still yeah. think... Yeah, but even those aren't like... You don't think about a group of kids... With the Nutty Professor or Flipper, you know, what I mean, I think that's the thing. These movies, in those the are 80s movies about fo- adults, yes. about adults for kids. These focused literally on groups of kids running around, and they weren't Disney movies, which is a huge difference because Disney is its own thing. Like they, you know, that, that darn cat and stuff like that from the sixties and seventies doesn't count. I, I get. I think this is maybe where it started in terms of what we see when we think about quote unquote kids movies, as in groups of kids running around. Because in the 90s, you got Hocus Pocus and Ernest Scared Stupid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which are looked upon as fondly as we look upon these movies well, yeah, for people is, who, who were born in 1990. You know yeah, I mean? it is a generational mm-hmm. thing, but I think this, yeah. I feel like this is ground zero, which is worth Yeah, noting. ground zero is a good, a good, uh, like golden age to the 90s, silver age, maybe, or is mm-hmm. it reverse? I don't know. I don't know uh, how that works with Is, it, is it the depression or is it the roaring t- 90s? <laughs> I don't know. I, I <laughs> the don't roaring remember. 90s. <laughs> Well, Monster Squad's life truly began on HBO and VHS and all those kinds of things. I think that it definitely found its audience. I mean, you know, like I said before, Fred Decker mentioned it took 20 years from to realize how special the movie was and how much of an impact it made on, on fans of horror. But it took all of us, you know, one viewing back in 1990 or oh, whenever it first dropped on yeah. HBO. I always grew up thinking this was a classic, one of the best jumping off points for kids you know, touching on the classic monsters. And I remember hitting the libraries and renting those old 1930 films, deep diving on anything I could get my hands on. You know, we had those old monster universal monster books, Justin, that we used to rent from the library. Yep. And this kind of predates you know, the, uh, like the real, uh, I want to say resurgence of universal monsters, which just doesn't happen really to the early nineties. Right. Right. Which Where is funny. There was a King, quote, uh, uh, tie-ins uh, and the like, yeah, because so there was a quote from Diabolique magazine, right? Back in, I think it was 2019, but the interview came out later, where Decker was talking about the Universal Monsters thing. And he said when, when they went to get the rights, they said, those characters are great to put on mugs if they're Universal Studio monsters, but we don't want to make movies about those monsters. 
And mm. which is hilarious because now it's just that's all that they that's try to do about. essentially. You know, yeah. like well, I think they're probably maybe a little bit afraid of destroying the legacy, right? Because those movies are considered classics, and every time they do try to reboot it, like the Dark Universe, it just kind of fizzles out. Yeah. yeah, it's just weird, you know. And and then with this film, like I I just I didn't realize until way later. Honestly, until watching this documentary, really, because I hadn't really done research on, you know, was this a hit when it came out? Because to me, it was a hit when I first watched it. You know, I didn't everybody, realize it hadn't done well. Everybody um, in my neighborhood watched it. All the kids at least yeah. saw it. And, you know, when I, we, last year we showed it at the drive-in because uh, Andre Gower had a heart attack last year. Yeah. And mm, we, did yeah. A, we did a little benefit for him uh, out at the Rock Island Public House drive-in. And... and there were at least two people who never come to the movies at our drive-in who came for the Monster Squad. And they were about our age. Yeah. A little bit older, I think. That actually. checks out. I think this is like the movie for us. That era. I don't know. I mean, I mean I, hot take, I liked it better than the Goonies. I'm not a big, I was never, I wasn't a big Goonies fan when I was a kid. I can't, I can't go there. I still think Goonies I, is, is, is better. It's like, it's, I, just, it's one more tier above Monster Squad for me. It's tough. I know people that try to go back and watch these movies now. I remember when I, when this movie came out on DVD, which won a Saturn Award for Best Special Edition, okay, when it came out. And I purchased great. that thing. I that. And I watched it here in Chicago uh, when I first got here, my first apartment with my best friend. And he had not seen the movie. Uh, and it didn't hit him the way that it hit me because he had never seen it before. And watching it as, as an adult... I think it's difficult. And the same thing with Goonies. And Dan, uh, I think, watched Goonies late in life. Just doesn't do it for him. I think that this well, film, personally, is easier to rewatch than The Goonies is. I don't. I think The Goonies is a better film. But rewatch value, I think it's easier to access this one. Because The Goonies is so much just kids just yelling constantly. And I love it, but it really is. <laughs> at that screening, at that, that, that festival where I saw Fred Decker and he did Night of Creeps, he also presented Monster Squad. And this was, I think, leading up to the documentary. And mm-hmm. that was a, my first time watching it probably since I was a kid. And it didn't hit me the same way. And I felt it just looked, I saw the cheapness more as an adult. And I was kind of like, ah, pish posh to the Monster Squad. And it wasn't until rewatching it for the show this time that I, you know, something, you know, ha- something happens in the five years, you know, between 35 and 40 years old, where now you kind of embrace the nostalgia a little bit yeah, there's more. A, there's a ch- right. I always use this, but there's like a charm to this movie. That's yeah. kind of missing yeah. a lot of today's, the kids today. But there's something I will say about looking at it. We, I, I don't know where else to mention this. But we have to mention it here, I guess, at some point. Is sure. people who have never seen it before, who are older and watching it now, or even younger. I mean, to, to Andre Gower's credit, and, and the documentary that he also not only did he start the movie, Matt, you mentioned it, but he also directed the documentary. Mm-hmm. And like the first five minutes of the documentary, they do point out that there is some dated stuff in this. Yeah, he, I think they, I, they, they point out there's. I mean, it's obvious there's fat shaming, slut shaming. There's some homophobic, homophobic slurs thrown out. So. Girls you know, it allowed. very much is a, it very much is of its time. Like yes. growing up, you don't think about, it, but obviously, when I was rewatching it now, I was like, "Oh my god, they're but, just throwing these but words." Let's around, talk you know? about let's talk about that for a quick minute because yeah, yeah you know, I wanted the, to take a second on that. Yeah, the homophobic slur is said by a bad guy. You're not yes, supposed no, to like no, him. No, well, no, hold on though. Right before that, though, yes, I do oh know. God. Yeah, I caught that too. So here, here's my here's my take on problematic. The word problematic, I think, has also been thrown around to the point where it's lost its power. To a, sure. a detriment to things that are truly problematic. It's like how woke my, doesn't mean what woke was supposed exactly. to mean it's anymore. Woke to mean, was a good thing. 
So here, and I think everybody would agree with me on this. It's like, for me, when I think about even movies like Taxi Driver, when, when slurs get thrown around, the homophobic language is problematic when used for humor, I believe. I, you know I mean? I, that's problematic. But when the bully's saying it, it's just very representative of a slur that was tossed around by bad guys, like you said, Vanderbilt. Um, however, I, I still think that in the PG-13 movie today, they even wouldn't even have the bullies saying it because no. it's still such a well, harsh it, word. It, you know, it's that's so harsh you don't need it. But yeah, yeah. yeah. T- t- and, times have changed since, thankfully, exactly. since 87. But I will say, like, even in the opening, when they're talking about the guidance counselor, like, they reference, they're talking about him as if he's, like, you know... Well, unquote homo, uh, yeah. Gay, or, yeah. And, like, so it's even the heroes, you know. But, again, here's the thing. If you're picking up this movie to watch... You are knowingly putting yourself in a situation where you're going to be exposed to these things because that is how movies were made. That's how yep. people talked back then. That so, like you can ding it for those things. You can say, "Well, that's I don't like this movie because it, you know, X Y Z." But you've got to put yourself in the time frame in which this movie was made. Yeah, obviously it was made now. But you wouldn't have those things. 